Welcome to the Wellness Tea. I'm your host, Miranda Atkinson. I want to thank you for your patience with this episode. It is a process, but it's getting better and easier every time. Trying out my fancy new mic today. And we have a very special guest, Chloe Lindsay, who is originally from Alaska. We love to see it. And is now an esthetician in Durango, Colorado. So she moved to the mountains and is absolutely killing it. I really appreciate her taking the time to talk to me and share some expertise. She's spilling all the skincare tea, but I think you'll find that we go a little deeper than you'd assume for a skincare chat. Chloe's just a really fun and bubbly person, so I hope that you have as much fun listening as I did talking to her. And we're just going to dive right in with a question. Enjoy. Someone asked, why should I see an esthetician? A dermatologist or an esthetician is what they said. And like, uh-huh. I, I actually had like, I went to a dermatologist and I didn't really have a great experience with them because they just didn't really listen that carefully. And they just did what everyone does and like prescribed me tretinoin, like 0.025 or whatever. Yeah. And it didn't, I think I was using it right. I don't know. They just didn't really address my concerns. And then I finally went back and they like told me that my skin type was extremely dry and sensitive. And I actually thought I had acne prone skins. So we've all heard that story. I was like drying the shit out of it. Yeah. And uh, gosh, how do you figure out your skin type accurately? Or like, do you pretty much always need a professional to help you do that? I think that that's, I think it's important too, exactly like you were saying, because derma, I know people, same thing, dermatologists, not a good experience. And straight up, they're not going to put you on really beneficial products. Like I said, they're going to tell you Cetaphil, CeraVe, things that you can get at the drugstore. But like, my point with that is like, sure, it's going to gently cleanse your skin, but it's not going to make a cellular change in your skin. So like, that's, I think people don't realize that. And then also like, why do you see an esthetician? I think that that could be answered in the fact of like, it's more so like, exactly like you said, figuring out your skin type, getting on a regimen and like, 80% is what people do at home. 20% is what I can do when they're in my chair. So it's like getting on a regimen and stuff like that. That's why it's important to see an esthetician and to just figure out things like you said that you might not have known about your skin and might have been treating it the full wrong way for who knows how long, you know? Were you always like really into skincare or did you kind of learn a lot or how did that start for you? So I was not like, I never thought I wanted to going to skincare. I was going to UAA for uh, small business administration and I took a year off after high school and I was like, "Eh, I mean, I'm going to go to college. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Everyone does it. All my friends are doing it. And I was like, what do I, what do I see myself doing? And I kind of was always looking to other people for that. Like where, what do you see me doing? What do you see me doing? And a couple of people told me real estate because I can talk. A couple of people said marketing again, because I can hold a conversation and like, you know, I went with those ideas and I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe so. But then when I thought about like the corporate world or like working for a huge company like that just did not interest me. So it was more so like I had to sit myself down and like, really, there was one night where I was laying in bed and I was in my third semester of college and I was like, what do I want? Like, where's my passion reside? And it was, that's kind of where that transition happened was kind of sitting down and literally getting just so much more real with myself and really coming to the conclusion that my passion resides in making a change in someone's life, whether that's through communication, whether that's through physical touch, whether that's through knowledge, 
et cetera, et cetera. Just being, being there to make a difference for somebody, strangers, friends. So then I kind of was like, well, what is it? What would a profession look like? Like, how do I, how do I put that into a professional aspect? And I kind of thought about hair for a second. I was like, God, you know, kind of lost my interest there. Um, I thought about counseling. School has never been my strong suit. Again, so I was like, I don't know about that. And then I was like, what about aesthetics? Thought about skincare and just like knowing how much people struggle with their skin. And just really the whole skincare as, as a whole is just something that has always like fascinated me. But I was a girl before esthetician school that would use Neutrogena face wipes maybe every night to take my makeup off, never cleanse, never did any treatments, never did anything like that until I like took the turn into aesthetic school and went through aesthetic school, learned really about ingredients, what I was doing to my skin, what you can achieve with correct skincare. And then through that was the medical side of things. And I just, when I went into laser, because the school I went to is Sweena in uh, Arizona, and it was a aesthetic and cosmetic laser program. So the first six months was all aesthetics and it was super intriguing. And I liked doing the facials and all the stuff, but it was a little fluffy for me. Like I love facials, don't get me wrong, but I like things that are going to like really make a change in someone's skin. And the things that are going to make a change is a laser, is a chemical peel, is going to be something that's going to be a little bit more aggressive. So that's where I was like, man, that is really where I see myself. So it was, skincare was not something, I mean, even literally probably five years ago, if you would have told me, you're going to go to Phoenix, you're going to go to aesthetic school, and then you're going to move to a small town in Colorado. I would just laugh in your face because it's just, it's crazy when you just follow the path that you somehow get led down. It's like, it all starts to make sense as time goes on, but yeah, no, did not see myself here. I feel like that's a good background to have though because even like with as much as you've learned it's not like you'd ever judge anyone that came in and said like yeah like the blue Neutrogena wipes like I live by those. Yes. I've always gotten that weird like air of judgment from like hairdressers and stuff and they're like oh you only get a trim how often and you're like hey <laughs> come on that's not that cool. Do you think since skincare is really helping individuals do you think that ties in with like you wanting to be a bar instructor as well because I feel like they're both such feel-good things. Yes, no, 100%. Like I, so I have always been one that like I really, obviously my health is something that I really focus on, but I, as I tell my clients with their skin or as I tell, you know, anyone that comes in my chair, live an 80-20 life, right? So like 80% of the time I do my best to kind of like stick to a good regimen, eat healthy, things like that. But 20%, I'm still going to sit on the couch, binge some Netflix, eat some pizza, you know, have fun. So that's like super important to me. But working out has always been so important. And I always have had like a drive to like somehow lead it. And I didn't really know how that looked. But I grew up dancing. I danced for like 13 years. And I bar and dance are very different, but also they're similar like when you get to the core of things, ballet, things like that. It's like yoga. Um, Totally. So I, um, it was actually during quarantine. I was kind of just, I needed to reach a goal. I needed something to look forward to or something to focus on. And so I kind of looked into becoming a bar instructor. And so I took pretty much April, May, June. I took that time to just focus. I bought the curriculum offline through American Bar Techniques and went through the whole program. And I was like, this is just, I love the idea of not only being able to make a change in someone's skin, but also being able to help someone 
like physically as well via their body and getting stronger and things like that. Like they just tie so well together that I just really felt that that was like the niche I needed to be in and kind of go down. That's so perfect. And that's pretty much what I kind of want the underlying, overlying, just the whole kind of theme of this episode to be is what are the ways that you have noticed skin and health being directly linked, like working out, diet, sleep, stress, like the whole nine yards. And like, do you talk about that kind of stuff with your clients or what's your kind of personal philosophy on your skin and health? So skin is, a, is our largest organ in our body. So anything that goes on our skin, face, body, anywhere is absorbed within 90 seconds. So I mean, that fact right there just made me like, holy cow, this Bath and Body Works stress relief lotion that I love that has fragrance, parabens, all these things that I like am so against is straight up and absorbed into my body. So that is like something that it just kind of takes you back when you realize that, I think. And I don't think a lot of people do realize that. But um, I mean, diet itself, I'll kind of start with that. So many things will cause our skin to go crazy. Two huge things if people are breaking out that I start to ask is what's your dairy intake like and what's your sugar intake like? Because those are two main categories that make people's skin go crazy, especially breaking out wise. Um, so food you're putting into your body, whether it's processed foods, like I mentioned, dairy, sugar, things like that, that's going to take an immediate effect onto your skin. So that's kind of one of the first questions that I'll ask my client. Stress, huge ager. Like that is something that so many of my clients, again, I have my client range, I would say is kind of between 30 to 65, 70. So it's a very, very wide range, but stress is, I mean, everyone deals with stress, right? We all, especially in 2020, like everyone is dealing with some sort of stress in some way. So if I can tell their skin's just looking dull or lacking a little luster, things like that, I ask again, if they're super stressed or if they take time out of their day to kind of focus on their body, again, sleeping as well. Like if you're not getting eight, I like to get, I'd say eight to nine hours of sleep just for my, just that's how my body works best. But ideally that's kind of where everyone wants to sit because really, like I said, anything that's going on internally is going to show externally onto our skin. First thing that's probably the first place you're going to start to notice that. So it's really, really important. Like when, when I get a new client in the door, it's not just oh, what do you use on your skin? It's what is your, exactly like you mentioned, what is your lifestyle? Are you a crazy partier? Do you love to booze it up? Uh, do you not, I mean, it's just, those are so many underlying factors that that's why there's not a cure for acne. That's why there's not a definite answer for rosacea. Like so many things that people struggle with. It's really just lifestyle. A lot of, a lot of reasons kind of reside and go back and conclude to it being our lifestyle and the way that they're living, which is, which is crazy. And it's hard because it's like, who wants to give up dairy? Who wants to give up sugar? And I don't think that it's always going to take fully just getting rid of stuff and fully cutting it out of your diet. But I definitely think it's, if it's taking a toll and you're noticing when you look in the mirror that your skin is looking a little different or you're breaking out more than you usually do, you have to take a step back and kind of see like, well, what has changed? What have I done differently? Or what has stayed the same for the last three months, you know, especially right now, like everyone's having, like I mentioned, stressed or overwhelmed in some way or another in 2020 that like, this is a big year that everyone's kind of noticing their skin's doing something different, especially these freaking masks. Oh, don't get me started on masks, but yeah, there's, it's all linked most definitely. 
I definitely am going to have to get you started on masks later, but I guess masks, like, okay, I was going to ask just based, I, that's interesting that your age range kind of starts at 30 because we're more in that like early twenties age group. Would you say that your primary concern is more aging or acne or is it more acne now that masks are a thing? You know, so personally, like, so where I live in Colorado, it's a huge mountain town. So everyone is outside all the time. They have been for years. They're avid mountain bikers, hikers, skiers, snowboarders, etc. So, I mean, I would say most of my clients I'm dealing with are mostly aging, but I also have, especially I'd say in the last four months, since I've been at this office, I've dealt with a lot of acne and it's all right on the jawline, right on the cheeks. And I know it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to tell what it's coming from. But another, another thing that's tough is that like, if your cheeks are breaking out pretty bad or your jaw or your chin's breaking out pretty bad, it can be hormonal too. Females have it really hard and hormones can just take a toll on our skin to where it just goes out of whack. And it's kind of like getting that imbalance first before you can kind of see a change in your skin. I actually was going to bring that up, but I just couldn't even think of how, because I feel like hormonal acne is like its own beast. Like it's almost, I don't want to say it's not skincare, but I've struggled a little bit with it. And I'm sure you get this a lot. Like, I don't want to say I struggled because it wasn't ever like really bad. And it was always really easy for me to cover up. But like, I knew that like, that wasn't really normal for my skin. And it made me feel really terrible of course, because your skin is like your face that you're presenting to the world. And I feel like if you're having any sensitivities like that already, the mask just doubles down and is like, oh, hey, are you like about to start your period? What's up? Just here you go. Totally. But do you feel like you've had that just like you couldn't help them topically and you had to like recommend that they go and like look into hormonal therapy or something like that? Or have you had really good success? What does that look like? So, you know, I have, but I want to go back to you saying your struggles weren't as bad as other people's because we're all battling in some way or another, right? So like maybe you have two pimples, right? Or maybe you have a little area that you're breaking out in. That does not make your breakout, when you look in the mirror, any worse than someone that's dealing with a full face of acne. When your skin's not the way that you're used to seeing it or the way that you want to see it, it doesn't mean that it's less than, better than. We're all struggling. This is what we look at, I mean, hours upon hours during the day, that it doesn't really change. If you see something going on within your skin, that doesn't, it's never going to discredit someone else's skin, if that makes sense. I like to see what they're using at home. Um, After I see kind of like what they're using, you know, products that I don't really suggest or products that I'm not really a huge fan of, or I don't really, I don't know enough about them and their drugstore products. Like I'm, I'm not going to stand behind any products that I really haven't done the product knowledge or the research on. My first thing is always going to just create a skincare regimen for them to stick to for at least 30 days, 30 to 30, I'd say at least eh, 60 days is kind of the goal. Month to two months is kind of like, you wanna give your skin that time to go through the loop, to try it out, to see what's going on. Immediately when you start a new skincare routine, you're putting total foreign products on your skin that it's never had on it before. So it's kind of just like, what's going on? Getting used to it. It's an adjust period that everyone has to go through. Those four to six weeks of like trying out new products and following that regimen and being really, really strict with that regimen. I like to see where their skin sits from there. 
And if nothing's under control and there's really nothing's been cured and their acne's just as bad or maybe hasn't really changed much, that's when I kind of recommend either maybe going to see a derm or maybe going and just getting a getting their hormones checked out. There's a lot of supplements that I love to tell people to get on if it if it tends to be hormonal as well, whether that's make sure you're taking a probiotic or I mean there's a couple things that I've been taking recently. Zinc is really important for your skin. Little things like that that I'm never I'm I'm going to be more conservative, always more conservative and then we get a little bit more aggressive as time goes on if things don't get better. But I will always start slow and ease into it. I think that's kind of a hard part is some people are like zero to a hundred. They're like, I have two break, I have two pimples on my face. I have this whole new skincare regimen that I spent three hundred dollars on. Now I need to do seven different treatments. And it's like just slow down, give your skin some time to get used to new things and see how it goes. You know? I'm so glad that you went back to what I said about your breakouts not you know, like being your own and not like anyone else. Cause I feel like people don't want to sound shitty, right? Like if I say, Oh, my skin is breaking out and my friend next to me, that's breaking out worse, or maybe in more places, whatever that means is going to be like, Oh yeah. Maybe she thinks that I have terrible skin, right? Like you don't want to make yourself sound conceited or whatever, but I do think like, yes, you're fully entitled. Like, you know what your body is like, like how I said, it's not that bad, but I knew that it wasn't really I was one of those people that like had great skin in high school and totally took it for granted. I used Stridex pads, maybe moisturizer. I don't even remember. Right. And then in my early twenties, just like, Oh, and also noticing those big dietary effects. Like, Oh, you mean you can't drink every day and have great skin? What's up with that? What totally. No, I think it's, I think it's hard. Do you think that people come to you and they kind of want you to be like their magic solution? Like they're just like, can I not make any other changes except coming here? I think so. I definitely think so. But I also, I will say sometimes it's hard because I had heard this on, I think it was your second podcast with the gal that you went to yoga teacher meeting with. It's like selling, right? So selling be super weird. I have a lot of clients that come in the door that they tell me their concerns and I'm like, okay, this is, this is what we need to start with. We need to we, if you're going to make an investment of $200 on a facial, make the, another investment in the skincare regimen because 80% is what you're going to do at home. 20% is what I can do here. So I wouldn't say that people are like, I need you to fix everything. I need you to fix my skin. It needs to be perfect when I walk out of here. It's more so the fact of like, I need, I need them to be willing to hear me out and to actually like take my, take my knowledge and take the education that I've, you know, paid money to get to get them into the skin they want to be in. Does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, definitely. Because it is, I just feel like it's one of those things like you don't necessarily always want to hear. And I think that's why people go out and spend $300 on a new regimen when they get two zits because they don't want to wait two weeks, cut out dairy, cut out sugar and alcohol, be gentle, right? Like they don't really want that. They want to like do it and like suck everything out of their face. Totally worth the investment. Would you say that if you can't really afford the $200 facial, that your at-home care then would kind of trump that? Most definitely. Like I will tell everyone, like you'll come in for a facial and the facials that I do at my office are medical grade. So they're exfoliating, your skin's going to look really good. We do a light chemical peel at the end of them. But more than anything, like sometimes a facial that's $150 
is not feasible every month or every two months. And I totally get that. Like, that's why it's so important to me. And I told myself even before I go into esthetician school, like, I'm not going to be a person that's going to shove super expensive products down someone's throat if they can't afford them. I'm not going to guess what their pocketbook has in it, but I'm also not going to shove something that I think might be a little bit far out of their budget. And that's just, you know, that's just who I am. And I'm, I'll always find something that's going to be a little bit more feasible, going to get them to the point that they want to get to, but it's not going to be the point where they're like, um, I'm off. I feel awkward. You're making me feel awkward because I can't afford this, you know, things like that. It's just, I, I will never be that person. So home care is something that like, literally there's, I would say there's probably four to five main things that you want to have in your home care regimen. And from there, you can always get a little bit more fancy with an extra serum or a toner or et cetera, et cetera. But like, once you have those core four or core five, you're going to get to, you're definitely going to get to a point where you're going to see huge cellular change in your skin. I'm like really tempted to just be like, can you analyze my skincare routine? How do you feel about skincare kind of being synonymous with self-care at this point? Do you think it's always a good thing? Oh yeah. I think so personally. So I think people have a hard time. Sometimes I was just talking to some girlfriends this morning. Like, so sometimes, you know, before you're laying, before you're getting ready for bed, you're like laying on the couch, just tired. You want to just get in your bed and do nothing. The last thing you want to do is go through your five step skincare routine, but it's all about changing the mindset. And when I made this mindset change, it's something that I look forward to. Like my 10 minutes before bed where I'm doing my double cleanse, where I'm doing my serum, my moisturizer, et cetera, et cetera. I take that as like me time, kind of like it's the end of the day. I have 10 minutes to myself to focus on myself, to not worry about anyone else. I just am bettering myself. I'm bettering my skin, which I mean, that's a whole, that's a domino effect, right? When you're doing something that you're knowing that you know is bettering your skin, you can't help but feel better going to bed, you know, a little bit more relaxed, having that little bit of time to kind of calm down, stay off your phone and focus on you and your body and your skin. I'm telling you that mindset switch will really just kind of like change things when you're getting ready to do that regimen, you know? No, totally. And I like that you like associate it with kind of the ritual because I feel like it's been monetized now, like, oh, self-care is a face mask, but it more is just like the act of cleaning yourself up and taking care of yourself and like spending 10 minutes with yourself to like unwind at the end of the day. So even if you can't afford like this big, awesome regimen, you should still go and wash and moisturize and be mindful and like feel a little pampered. I love and hate this aspect of the whole self-care skincare craze. And this is another really valuable thing that the dermatologist actually did tell me. There's a lot of things that are nice and fun, but they're not going to be a game changer. The $8 jade roller is not going to, maybe it will change your life. I don't know. But you know, like the little frills or like that sheet mask is not going to be the thing that actually cures your acne. <laughs> Do you have any favorite like frilly unnecessary things. Totally. So I recently, so it's funny you say the jade roller because that's totally a, I feel like skincare. I don't know if you or other people feel this way, but come 2020, we've had nothing better to focus on than like, what the heck can we do at home? Like with nothing else, what can we do? We can take care of ourselves, right? So we can do a skincare regimen. We can do a face mask. We can do things like that. So I think that things that are, you could say a little bit more bougie or fluffy, whatever you want to say. My jade roller has become my best friend morning and night, not only for the fact of the feeling and the like lymphatic drainage massage part of it, but like I put on a serum and then I roll my face 
and it will just actually help those products penetrate a little bit more. But it's also if you're breaking out because of mask knee, if you ice those breakouts or your trade rollers always in my freezer, um, if you get it out of the freezer and you ice those breakouts, that's going to take down the inflammation of those breakouts. So it's going to make them look a lot less red, a, li a lot less puffy, things like that. So that's definitely something that I would say is a little bit more, you know, fluffy or things that are like, got to, I enjoy to do it. Other things that I'm like, oh, I'm a big fan of, and this isn't really like at home, but something that I would say to do every, yeah, I'd say four to six months is a chemical peel. If you're against it and against chemicals, totally get it. But if you just kind of want an overall revamp of the skin, I'm all about it. I'm all about a chemical peel every once in a while. Not too avid, but enough to where you're going to like have a nice glow, whether you have a vacation coming up or a wedding or things like that. Definitely invest in a chemical peel every once in a while. Do you think... Okay, so like I said, I have really sensitive skin, so I'd almost rather get like one intense chemical peel and treat it like a little procedure and then just like baby my skin for a couple of days afterwards than like use, I know it's really important to exfoliate, but it's almost better when I don't, but then if I don't for too long, then I just get breakouts because I have that buildup. And you still do it every once in a while? Oh yeah, so you know, exfoliating is like definitely super important, but I mean, I will say I'm not a like avid exfoliator either. Like I, especially if you have dry skin, that can definitely make your skin feel a little bit more dry. And this is a, this is kind of something that's interesting too. If you struggle from dry skin, you exfoliate it, you might start to notice that your skin gets a little oily and you're like, oh, maybe this, maybe this is what I need. My skin's kind of starting to produce some oil. No, it's like overproducing at that point because you're like stripping it so far down to where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so dry. So yeah, I wouldn't say that like exfoliating it's important for sure. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like super important do every night type thing whatsoever. I'd say max one to two, eh, maybe one to three times a week, depending on your skin type, but chemical peels definitely. And I think that's actually a lot of hesitation. People that are sensitive, they're like, I all recommend a peel and they're like, my skin's super sensitive. I don't know about that. And there's so many peels on the market that are totally fine and actually wonderful for sensitive skin. But I think when people have struggled with like, they put anything on their face and their face gets red or it feels itchy and dry and tight. And it's like, you know, those sensitivities are just kind of kicking in. They're a little bit more hesitant to want to do a peel or something that seems like it's going to do crazy damage or something that's going to cause more harm than good. But no, for you, definitely, I'd say a chemical peel would be wonderful for you. I mean, I used to just write, like, love doing a lot of different things and trying new things, which is hit and miss, obviously. It's better just to stick to the same stuff I've learned. But I've gotten to the point where less is more. I would rather not even try anything. New. Like, I've gotten to the point where I'm, like, paranoid almost. You deal with a reaction, not even a severe one, but, right? I don't want dry, tight, red skin. That's not fun at all. For the winter time, do you change up your tips or what's your take on winter skin versus your normal environment? Well, I think that especially people that live in Alaska and people that live in Colorado, I'll just kind of go off of those people. Um, it is so dang dry. Like it is so dry to where your skin is just chapped and your hands are so dry and your lips are so dry and like everything. So the things that I would say like that I would not not necessarily change, but incorporate a little bit more would be definitely like a hyaluronic acid serum. That's just going to keep you super, super hydrated um, alongside a thicker moisturizer. Like those are the two things that are 
definite needs, especially in the climates that are a little bit more dry and cold. And really, I mean, skin type dependent, but I would definitely say wintertime, just add more hydration. It cannot hurt unless you're over oily, but that doesn't mean avoid hydration. You still want some hydration. You just want something that's going to be specified for oily skin. That's true. I feel like it's just a recipe for negativity kind of because it's dry as hell. (laughs) Like my hands, my whole body, like my hair, I don't even know. I feel like it's kind of a recipe for sadness and people are, A, it's a pandemic, like that's inherently so stressful in itself. People are wearing masks and it's dry. There's so many triggers for skin. Do you ever find yourself having to play like life coach? Because skin and mental health are obviously really tied. And I know I mentioned that I wanted to talk about that, but have you experienced that like personally or with clients? Oh, 100%. So you said when you ask like is skincare tied to mental health like that is a definite 100% like i mentioned earlier like w- when you continuously look in your look at yourself in the mirror and you don't see skin that you're happy with again it's a domino effect like that just takes a toll on you mentally when your skin's not where you know it can be and where it was maybe 3 months ago you're just like frustrated and angry and trying to do all these different things it's probably making it even more angry so it's like it's just a recipe for disaster and it's really, really hard. So I would say like kind of going back to like why I got into skincare, I love to make a difference in someone's life. And I feel like it's just using like the gift of words and the gift of like compassion. And I'm definitely a hundred percent an empath. I really like bring that into the treatment room with me and it's wonderful as well as, you know, sometimes dragging when it's like, gosh, I had four clients today that are unhappy with the skin they're in and they, we just can't get it under control. It's like that, that definitely takes a toll, but I would say like, I mean, words of affirmation when they walk in the door from when I'm in the middle of their treatment to when they're walking out the door is so important to me. And it's something that I really will always stand by is like, no matter how, no matter how bad their skin looks to them, I can always, always, always find something beautiful and something great within that skin. Whether that's, I mean, eyebrows, eyelashes, skin tone, skin, I mean, things like that. And I will say like when they come in struggling and they come in, you know, feeling like they're in this horrible skin or just they, they don't recognize themselves. So many of my older clients will come in and they're like, I looked in the mirror one day and I just don't even recognize the skin I'm in. And it's kind of like when I know that there's a lot more going on than just them wanting a facial, it's so much more about like the physical touch and making them feel beautiful And at the end, I just, you know, the skincare products and things I put on at the end of them, I always, at the end, I sit them up in their chair and I give them a mirror and nothing is better than seeing them look at the mirror. And this seems so crazy, but they touch their skin and they're like, wow, wow. Like just, they're impressed with like, this is them that they're looking at. Right. And like, so I 100% say that that's why, that's why I love what I do. I truly feel like I don't work a day in my life because I, I'm always, I'm just with people. I'm just a person with people, you know, being able to connect with them in some way or another, you know, relate to them in some way or another. And again, not, not being judgy or feeling like I'm above them because I have knowledge on something that they might not have any idea about. It's just more so the fact of like, they come in and they leave feeling a hundred times better than they, than they walked in. Do you ever feel conflicted? Cause I feel like 
right, it's aesthetics, like it is appearance-based, but I feel like skin, like we were just talking about, and health is so closely linked that it's not like vain and it's not like you're like selling this idea of perfect skin or tying it to your worth. Because I feel like you're probably, while you're talking people through, you know, you are not your skin, you're much more than that, but still you understand wanting to look and feel your best and like having your skin be a reflection of that. And unfortunately, that's all she wrote. The rest of our conversation didn't get picked up due to some Zoom complications. And although I don't want the start and end of all these episodes to be me complaining about technical difficulties, I do want to be transparent about it because that was kind of an abrupt place to cut off and we had such a great end to our conversation. So I'm going to do my best to relay that to you here. Chloe is obviously a really optimistic, positive, person-centered person people-centered person, let's say. She's a people person. But I just really like the way she approaches skincare as not just your skin. It's your time that you take for yourself. It's the ritual of taking time to heal your skin and nurture it and not just have an end goal, perfect skin, whatever, unattainable or attainable, but kind of embracing the journey and taking that time to truly love yourself and show yourself care. Another thing that I thought was really magic was that Chloe had been wanting to be on a podcast. She said she had been thinking about it, not really sure how one would go about it, and, you know, manifesting, meditating, and then I asked her to come on. I really wanted to talk to an expert on skincare. I thought that would be right up the alley of this show, and she was stoked to come on, and I was really excited to have her. I just want to thank everybody that's been on so far. I so appreciate your time and expertise coming to chat and just share your knowledge. So thank you again, Chloe. I'm so happy that this all worked out and I hope that you guys feel inspired to take a little time out of your day today to care for yourself. I don't know if this part made it in, but I will say that she influenced me to buy a silk pillowcase. I'm very excited to try it out. So I will report back I'm going to be back soon on Monday with a little last second holiday gift guide for you guys. And our next guest is going to be Kayla Missler and she knows all things essential oils. So that was also a really fun chat. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope your holiday season and your finals are not stressing you out too much. And if they are, take a couple deep breaths and trust fully that you have all the tools to handle anything your life is throwing at you right now. Thank you again for tuning in to your weekly dose of wellness tea. I will see you next time.